Hi, welcome to the Bridge Podcasts. We hope you enjoy the following message. For more information on all that's happening at the Bridge Church, please visit www.bridge-church.com. And um, today I, I wanted to talk about mountains and valleys, and it's a little bit of a message based on Psalm 23. And um, it occurred to me actually yesterday because I had the opportunity to go out and do a bit of exercise <laughs> around West Kilbride. If any of you know West Kilbride, it's not flat. And uh, so I decided to tackle one of the fairly steep hills just outside of West Kilbride. And, you know, there's something about walking in the hills or walking anywhere that kind of just creates a scenario for God to minister to us. It certainly does to me, ministers to me gets my attention, I get into conversation with him, and it's an environment where I'm much more mindful of him and what he's done in my life. So yesterday while walking, it was kind of like a film reel of (laughs) mostly how he's saved me out of situations. You You can all agree with this because he's done the same for you, I'm sure. And maybe it's because it's the elevation of it, you begin to walk to a higher place. And you're walking on the earth. I had a couple of dozen sheep around me, bleating away. Thank- thankfully, there were no, no aggressive cows in the field, just sheep. And as I walked up this hill, I thought, I'm, I, I just, it just struck me, Father God, you're, the way you lead us to higher places is gentle. You know the way. You give us the zigzag up the hill with hairpins to turn around on. Yesterday, I tried to walk straight up the hill. And my lungs were burning and my throat was burning. And I thought, wow, this is is too hard. But God, he's with us. And he prepares a path for us to walk on. And so he was reminding me, you know, about, uh, about, about my walk with him. And um, when I'm out walking, I'm sure maybe you've discovered the same thing, but that's sometimes where I feel either that God is silent or where he's putting a deposit into me. And um, his silence doesn't mean he's not there because I know he's there. And there are many stories in the Bible where characters in the Bible have been on a journey somewhere and somewhere along that journey, God has intervened and he's put a deposit in their lives and he's done something for them or perhaps they feel like God has forsaken them. So we're on this journey. Psalm 23 is a, it gives us great encouragement. We're on this journey and God is, was just gently reminding me of my journey. And so the Bible is clear. We are going to walk through valleys we're going to walk through valleys. We'll journey through valleys. And when I say valley, which valley comes immediately to your mind? Shout it out. The valley of the shadow of death. Thank you. When, when you say valley, the first valley that comes to mind is the valley of the shadow of death. And so I want to read Psalm 23, just the first four verses. And it says, the Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. 
and he leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. For even though I walk through the darkest valley or the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Isn't that amazing? Valleys can be shadowy places, gloomy, cold, and depressing. <laughs> you know, isn't it great the way the word uses the analogy of sheep so often? You know, sheep have little concept of death, but they do sense danger. So if sheep are going to go into a dark valley or a shadowy place, I, they, I believe they, they sense it. They sense that going into a dark place can be dangerous. And amongst other things, Psalm 23 reminds us that when we might feel afraid, we do not need to be because God is with us. He's going to take care of us. Amen. Because he knows like any good shepherd does, and he's the great and the good shepherd, he knows, he knows us. He knows the way to take. He has our best interests in mind. That's a profound statement. If you're sitting in church for the first time today, isn't it amazing that the creator of all things and your maker had you in his mind even before you were born? And he had your best interests at heart. If you're sitting in this place today, God has a plan for your life, according to Jeremiah 29. And so this valley, it can be cold, gloomy, damp, but they're perfect places too for the placement of traps. Floodwaters can come rushing through valleys. Visibility can be very poor in valleys. Have you ever been on a hill and you've looked down into the valley, you can't see anything because the mist, there's like this mist there. And things can fall down on you from above if you're in the valley. Everything that's waiting to pounce is better off pouncing from over above you. So valleys are, valleys are dangerous places to go. Every strategist, strategist knows that when you occupy the higher ground, you have an advantage. So that's why they always go for the higher ground. Amen. In terms of safety, it's also an advantage to occupy the higher ground. But isn't it good to know that we don't have to stay in these valleys all the time? We don't remain in the valley because the shepherd keeps on leading the sheep out of the valley. Amen. Now, we'll go through valleys periodically. Maybe even seasonally, we'll go through valleys. But there's a lot of purpose in going through a valley. And I think this is what, we, what, is, what I'm trying to bring to mind this morning, is purpose in these valley times. Not least of all is learning to trust learning to trust God. Amen. Whilst we're here on this earth, all right, I, I was going to use the word, the word earthbound. We're heavenbound. We're actually not earth, earthbound. 
But while we're here on this earth, in the valleys, we take on spiritual nutrition. We take on refreshment in the valley. And in a, in, to a great degree, being in a valley is a place where we are fed. Amen, would you agree? You're awfully quiet, church, this morning. You know, it's, it's quite difficult sometimes, you know, to trust and obey. But we, we have to we have to consider our steps. And I believe in the days that are coming that our in, in uncompromising trust in God and his word are going to be necessary. Amen. God wants to take us out of a situation, out of a valley, and lead us on to a higher place. He wants the journey to go upwards. So when we leave, we have to keep on looking to the shepherd. We have to keep our eyes on him. We have to hearken to his voice. We have to obey his commandments. Sometimes he does have to use that. Oh, there it is. I brought this in weeks ago. Kevin was going to throw this away. <laughs> this, was, this, was for a, this was a prop that we didn't even use, but sometimes he goes, hey, you. Oh. <laughs> <I'm so> <laughs> he goes, hey, you, come, come back. So his rod and his staff comfort me. No, I'm sorry for frightening you there. I'll put that down before I cause any more havoc. And so, yeah, He's leading us to a higher place. Now, this is hard. I can tell you that going up the hill is difficult. It's hard. Yesterday, I thought, I'm, I don't know if I'm going to get to the top of Tarbert Hill. It was quite steep. And, um, but every step is a step of obedience, following the shepherd. Amen. Each step is an ascent. We're coming out of the valley. We're coming out of maybe the valley for you has been a difficult time. Maybe it's been a difficult season. It seems like nothing has gone right. Never mind you chuck the pandemic into the equation. It's been hard, but God is a good shepherd. He wants to lead us out of the, the valley. He wants to lead us out of the dangerous place or a place where there are perils that lie in wait, and he wants to lead us on. And it's difficult to trust and obey sometimes. So this path has to be possible to navigate and to walk on. Amen? It has to be achievable. And for people that think Christianity is just too hard, I just don't know how I'm going to be able to leave all this behind, give all that up, put all my trust in someone that I, that, um, I can't see, and um, all of that kind of thing. So it is hard, but God makes a way for us. He leads us out, and while he leads us out, he's gently ministering to us, and he's saying to us, I've been this way before. I've been this way. It's going to be okay. Just keep trusting me. I am here I will not leave you and I will not forsake you. Amen? It's like during the prayer I said, the only reason a shadow exists is because there is a light behind it. It casts the shadow. So I believe that there, there are mountaintop experiences lying in wait for every one of us. I believe God wants us to taste and enjoy being in the higher places. Amen? I'm not saying that we're, that, that we're going to stay up there. Amen? And there's a saying that I love, and it's been so true, 
in my life. Actually, some of the younger people will know this. Izzy, you'll know this well. You have to know the sorrow of study before you know the joy of graduation. You have to know the sorrow of study before you can enjoy the graduation. And that's so true. There are times we go through periods of time when it is hard. It is hard. Psalm 30 verse 5 says, Sorrow may last for a night, but joy will come in the morning. Joy will come. Sorrow may last for a season, but joy is on its way. (laughs) And God leads us initially in this gentle ascent. And God showed me that in order to reach the high places that he would have us walk on, we kind of zigzag up the hill. We don't go charging straight up it. We go up around a wee hairpin bend, a hairpin bend. We keep on going up because he knows he he doesn't want the sheep to be broken and it totally expired. So he leads us gently until we eventually come out of the trees on the plateau and we can see the top. We leave the mist and the the possible dangers behind. I remember um, my brother Gary and actually um, Michael Michael Shackleton and Joe Kelso and Walter, these guys used to get up and meet at 5 a.m. every morning to go hill and moorland running. And I thought, man, those guys are crazy. I joined them a couple of times and I discovered that their favorite route from A to B was as direct as possible. (laughs) And that was just madness, Um, you know, injuries and falling into holes and all sorts of stuff. And I'd, I'd, I'd mustered up the, the courage to go out with them a couple of times. Um, but I did on a couple of occasions, it's like, okay, we're going to zigzag up this hill. We're not going to go straight for the top and burst our lungs. But that's what happens. The God leads us on gently. If the shepherd expected the sheep to walk straight to the top, they'd expire They just would give up, amen? So God is gentle. He makes the path manageable for us. And this is what I sensed yesterday as I was walking up. The the Spirit was saying to me that we go through one valley to mountaintop experience after the next. And gradually, our spiritual agility gets better. Our spiritual strength improves we, we just become stronger trusting in God. We become stronger, amen? In Habakkuk chapter 3 in the Amplified Bible, from verse 18 it says, Yet I will choose to rejoice in the Lord. I will choose to shout in exultation in the victorious God of my salvation. The Lord God is my strength, my source of courage, my invincible army. He has made my feet steady and sure like the hind's feet. And he makes me walk forward with spiritual confidence on my high places of challenge and responsibility. Isn't that amazing? You know, he makes our feet like the hind's feet. Have any of you seen a deer in the hills? You actually drive around Ayrshire, you'll see deer in fields and hills all the time. You know, they are just ready. They are so light-footed. 
They just, when, the, when it, they make running up hills look effortless. <laughs> they bound, they're, they're so graceful. I grew up in a country where the springbok was kind of like our, our national animal. Our, the plant was the protea, but the animal was the springbok. I've been in the Kruger National Park and seen a springbok leap over easily a six or seven foot high fence. They just go like, they just go boing, and they're over. And the word here says, he will make our feet like hind's feet. And I used to believe that over time, our valley experiences would shorten and our life in the high places would increase. And I am thankful for the mountaintop times, but I think I was missing the point a bit because sometimes my own feet can feel like lead. Have you felt like that? Like, you, you feel, your feet are like lead. You, you're going like this, swaying in the wind, and your feet are ponderous, plodding along. And sometimes we feel like we're plodding along, but keeping our trust in him and keeping in right relationship with God, knowing Jesus as your Lord and your Savior, knowing him as, your, as the good shepherd, that will make us light-footed. It'll take the lead out of your feet, and it'll cause, it'll put, you know, it'll put a spring in your step. It'll put a spring in your step, and it will lift us high. The word says, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. There's a higher place. There's a cleft in a rock that we can go to for refuge. There's a, there's a place we can go on higher ground where we can take refuge and be with him. Amen. Ephesians chapter 2 says, because of his great love for us, verse 4, God who is rich in mercy, he made us alive with Christ. And, and even when we were dead in our sin and our transgressions, it is by grace you have been saved. I want to just intervene for one moment. If you're sitting in this place this morning and you've never made Jesus Christ your personal Lord and Savior, Today could be the day of your salvation to say, Father God, I have struggled through life. I feel like I've not had a shepherd or a guide. And I need one. So would you be my guide? Would you be my shepherd? Would you be my savior? And all, we ha all you have to do is in Romans 10, chapter 9, it says, confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is the Son of God he died on a cross for you, and on the third day he, was, he, he rose again, you will be saved. That is all it takes. And we'll give you an opportunity after the service if you would like to do that. But verse 6 says, God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms. That sounds like a higher place to me. Amen. It's saying, I accept the adversity of this life because I know that God is with me. God is the God of the mountains and the valleys. Do you, do you know that one time there were, a, there were a, a tribe or a clan of people in biblical times that thought different gods were the gods of different things? So this God is the God of the valley. This God is the God of the mountain. This God is the God of the river. This, and you get my drift. And actually, it says that in 1 Kings 20, 28, the Arameans think that the Lord is a God of the hills and not a God of the valleys. 
I will deliver this vast army into your hands and you will know that I am the Lord. Yes, he's the Lord of the hills and the valleys. Wherever you go, he's going to be there. He's omnipotent. Amen? Just as I'm going to close this message off just now. And I want to read something from something that Charles Spurgeon wrote. And um, I hope this, I hope you let this sink in this morning. I can give a copy of my notes to anyone who wants. He said this, we are often most in jeopardy when we are not tempted. And the worst devil in the world may be no devil at all. Deliver me, said a man of great experience, from a sleeping devil. For if he roars at me, he keeps me awake. But when he leaves me alone, then my heart presumes that all is safe and I am betrayed. You young people or old people who are placed in the course of providence in positions of great trial and temptation need not wish for an easier pathway for it may be that you are safer now being on your guard than those who are not fiercely tried but sit at ease and are in great peril from sloth and spiritual indifference. Better to be consumed with fire than to perish of dry rot. The cold mountains of trial are far safe, safer than the sultry plains of pleasure. I am not therefore alarmed at manifest danger. Neither would I have you greatly dismayed because there is a gloomy gorge between you and heaven. Isn't that powerful? We go through these valley experiences so that we, I believe, in one sense, remain on guard and alert. God watches over us, but we develop vigilance, spiritual sensitivity, knowing that God is leading us on, but we have to trust him. If, there were, if it wasn't for the valley experiences, we'd have nothing to minister to other people. Amen? People fear the dark. People fear shadowy things. But where others fear to tread, there we go. Amen? We go through grief so we can minister comfort. We experience temptation so that we can help someone and point out the escape route from it. We experience betrayal so that we can identify with Jesus Christ. Amen? You know, the most, the, one of the most hurtful things that life will bring your way is betrayal. But Jesus said, if they hated me, they will hate you also. So this morning, Lord, lead us on. You've, you've, you've done it once, you've done it twice, and you can do it again. You can do it again. Amen? So praise the Lord. I, I want to encourage you with that message of Psalm 23. And uh, meditate on that this week as, as you get some, some time with God's word. You know, um, sometimes you see sheep out in the field and all they seem to do is chew the, the grass all the time. 
you know, just, just wandering around doing that. But in, in the sense of us as God's flock, you know, there's, uh, there's much to do. There's a lot going on. There's much to do. I'm sure that, that Daniel and Miriam say that there's much to do down in London. There's much to do in Britain. There's much to do in Scotland. There's much to do because Jesus is coming back soon. <laughs> Jesus is coming back. He's coming back for a people that are in love with him and, and who are in love with each other. Love the Lord God with all, you know, but, and then secondly, the second greatest commandment, love your neighbor as yourself. Do not, do not give the devil a foothold. Don't let him get into between your relationships with your brothers and your sisters. In all things, seek peace. Strive for peace. Strive for unity. Strive, strive to help one another. Um, our, our friend Stephen McLeish, He's been putting up some poetry recently, and one of, one of them really spoke to me. It said something along the lines of, um, someone told him that you never see people who are feeding the homeless look depressed. Wherever there is sacrifice, wherever we give, there's, there's joy. And the, uh, my, my, in, in some people's, it's like, I'm not giving anything away. I need everything I've got. And, and, but God's ways are higher than our ways. Trust him. If he says, give this up, sacrifice this, I'll provide. It was like Abraham taking his son up Mount Moriah to that place. Moriah means uh, uh, the place where God provides. Je that's where we know God is Jehovah Jireh. Jireh, the provider. He provides, amen. And it was a place of sacrifice. I, I just, you know, when you start reading one little scripture, it begins to speak to you. God, uh, God abhors children being sacrificed. Why would he ask Abraham to sacrifice his, his own son? But it was a type and shadow of the Lord giving his Jesus for us. There's so much in God's word, so much truth that speaks to us that if we let it, it will hit us right in the heart. And it will turn us, turn our lives around. It will get us to a place. You know, one of the, one of, some of you have probably heard about this flame of revival in, in the States at the moment, in Asbury. Do you know that the, the revival, revival, people say lots of things about revival and renewal and all of these things. But I know one thing. It begins with repentance. It begins with turning back to God with everything that we have and everything that you are. Matthew 10 says, if you love your father or mother more than you love me, you are not worthy of being mine. Or if you love your son or daughter more than me, you are not worthy of being mine. If you cling to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for me, you will find it. Anyone who receives you receives me and anyone who receives me receives the Father who sent me. Hallelujah. Thanks for listening. Remember to visit our website, www.bridge-church.com and connect with us via Facebook and Twitter.